Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 127 of the talking the line podcast on this beautiful friday of bets also known as so you don't have to check your calendar september 17th 2021 Now I know why you came here. You saw the title, NFL Best Bets, CFB Best Bets, everything in between before we dive into all of that. Though, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you are watching on YouTube, you might as well head on over there, hit that notification bell as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional TTL crew content dropping. Next item up. Oh, before I skip you guys, I seem to have been skipping you guys lately, but I can't ever forget about you. If you like listening to the Talking the Line podcast on your favorite podcast directory and you haven't hit the subscribe button there as well, maybe you're listening there today, hit that bad boy because we do release the start of every or the audio of every show after every live show is complete. Make sure you do that. But next item up on the docket, wherever you are consuming the pod from, make sure you hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, jump over yonder in the live chat. Hit that share button. Share with your brothers, sisters, uncles, neighbors, friends, enemies, everybody in between. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do, and it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talking the Line link tree. First link you're going to see there, and within that link tree, all in one convenient location, you will see the TalkingTheLine.com website, all of the TTL Crew's social platforms, and our additional content, so you can consume all of that however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people joining us on today's show, episode number 127 of the TTL pod. I am your humble host, Colton, Colt 45 Soroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by today and get some stone cold analysis, insights, advice, locks, picks, best bets, props, everything in between. Now, I'm not going to waste any time today. Got a little something, something, a little laugh we'll get out of the way here in a minute, but I'm going to bring in. <clears throat> the co-host of the Talking the Line podcast. If you ain't watching live, you heard him a little throat clear in the back, so you know he's ready to rock and roll. The co-host of also the Wise Words podcast. If you've not checked out episode number two, head on over to the Wise Words playlist or on your favorite podcast directory and listen to episode number two featuring Preston Johnson and the resident cheesehead of the Talking the Line sports media family. The man, the myth, 
the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley, R. Mags, Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, you know, I, I would say that's one of, uh, you know, one of the lower level excitement of intros that we've gotten here. So yeah. uh, I'm feeling good other than that, though. I do yeah. appreciate it. I hey. do appreciate it. Hey, so okay. Let me hit the reset button. <laughs> tell you what's going on. Let me tell you guys what's going on here. Every fucking possible thing imaginable. Uh, yeah, I know. So, so you know me, producer Colt, host Colt. Every fucking possible thing imaginable on the producer side of things that could go wrong went wrong this morning. The countdown timer was jacking up. The intro and outro as we are waiting to come onto the show and lift the screen up, giving away trade secrets. But we, we couldn't hear anything. Couldn't hear a doggone thing. So totally going off of what I could see on sound bars. Everything has been all over the map. The mics weren't working on the doggone recording software. I don't know what force was trying to jack with the TTL crew. You know, as a matter of fact, I think I know what force it was. There is some book out there ladies and gentlemen, that have partnered with the YouTube and are mm. trying to shut us down mm. from giving you stone-cold locks all weekend long. They don't want their money stolen. They don't want to be bankrupted. But hey, I got it figured the fuck out, and we are here to take all their damn dollars. So there is the energy. It's That's back, baby. Want, baby. This is what we're talking <laughs> about. Let's fucking go! Hey, all right. they didn't take our show. They didn't take, they our, didn't take show. our show. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, speaking of show, it is L-O-A-D-E-D. -E -D. Before we get into that, I will do my best today. Would love for you guys to jump in the chat as much as you uh, want. If you guys have some picks uh, that we don't mention that you were interested in. Juan, welcome back, brother. Good to see you, my friend. Appreciate your kind words. And uh, yeah, towards a uh, little bit through the end of the show, we'll, uh, and even through the show too, we'll give you a little bit more insights of how we make these picks, what websites we utilize, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely uh, start to key on that as well for you, my man. So no problemo. But all that being said, uh, quick cap, quick uh, discussion here of yesterday. We uh, didn't do too shabby, but after we uh, started getting into stuff, things started happening, uh, looking around, the entire public was on the Washington football team and uh, mm -hmm. on the under two. So yeah. that quickly started to... Uh, Started to kind of not seem like the best bet in the world, but mm, hey, yeah. we rode with it, and uh, you know we're a full transparency show here at the TTL Pod. So either way, we're always gonna let you know how things went down. So let's quickly recap yesterday's best bets of the day over there in the top left-hand corner of your screen. You got the TTL Cruise plays. Ah, doggone it! Oh, oh, and two on those bad boys. Next to that, you got R Mags. Went one and one. Uh, technically, we should have just made the Antonio Gibson play uh, one of them. I had targeted it out first, and he's like, oh, I got to add that to mine as well. So we should have just made it a crew play. Either way, that bad boy cashed. I ended up going four and one overall in my props, so not terrible there. And then some absolutely brutal beats in college football. Rough. If you did not watch the Ohio and ULL game last night, ULL was up by four touchdowns and decided on a fourth and two to go for it with about a minute with left. about a minute left the <laughs> game was done it's over that's it no more timeouts and then with about 30 seconds left they decided to run a fucking hail mary up four touchdowns and converted that and blew the under out of the mm -hmm. water so really confused as to uh, what ULL is doing there uh, not excited about that and I'm probably going to have to fade the raging cage yeah, who for, knows? for the foreseeable future after those antics that all being said, we don't like to stay in the past. No. We don't like to uh, 
keep dwelling on losses, but we would like to let you know, if you do like to judge us on our losses, that's okay, because we have so few. You can go back, you can look, you can check. That's all I will say. And we have plenty, plenty of winners for the next three days of bets before we see you again on Monday. So let's get those doggone things off the screen. I'm done with them. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to hear about it. Goldfish brain, if you will. Mm -hmm. And again, it really wasn't a bad night overall. Just nah, really, really irritating overall across the board. Four and six. Kind of a wheel spinner day. Not a killer, but yeah. A couple right? annoying things. Heine Key getting some ghosts tripping him up. I yeah, mean, come yeah. That wasn't the best in the world. Either way, we're we moving on. We ain't talking about it no more. Now, what's coming up on today's show? Okay, I am so glad you asked because you're speaking to the right guy. Now, before we get into all of that, though, I just remembered, and I cannot forget because I kind of forgot, and uh, every time it's happened like this, we have had an absolutely killer day of yes. bets and weekend Stop. of bets. So, to me, to you, to all of you out there drinking the black elixir of the gods on this beautiful Friday morning, cheers. I'm going with a little peppermint. Uh, I know you're not a big creamer guy, my man, or at all, but I'm going with a little uh, peppermint action in mind because I'm a big uh, big peppermint guy, and it is hitting me nicely today. The more it looks like sludge, the better it is <laughs> to some, me. Uh, you know, oil, I make motor my, oil? I make my coffee. I just start kind of chucking grounds in there until it kind of <laughs> looks about the right size. I don't really measure it. So there you go. Cheers to you. Let's get into the show. Do what it. do we got on tap? All right, so... Um, if you weren't around for last Friday's show, going to be pretty much the same as that. So we will go through, what did we decide? College football first? Mm -hmm. We'll go through college football first. Um, I have 14 plays, so strap in, but I have ranked them with my new star system. I've been doing the one through three star system to make it a little bit easier for you guys. Like, okay, Cole, I love your analysis. I love what you're doing, but how confident are you in right. this fucking place? So I have one-star plays that I'm not going to talk about on the pod that if you want a little extra juice, you can see those in my action app. A perfect time to mention, I am at cash underscore with underscore Colt, Riley at RMAGS in all caps, and then the TTL Cruise best bets of every single day and the weekend at Talking The Line. Moving on, uh, I was speaking of how many plays I have. Yeah, um, not crazy. Doing a little bit of volume betting after we talked with Preston Johnson, right. and uh, he said something. If you see the value, don't leave it on the table. If you see edges, don't leave them on the table. So I was seeing them, and I'm bringing them to you today, and uh, got everything ranked in the Action Network app as well, one through three stars. Same for NFL. So we'll get into NFL as well. Now, we obviously will do our mags picks, then my picks. So we'll do that for college, then we'll do that for NFL as well. Now, got a little something, something special for the money line mm. dice. We haven't been able to talk about them here in a minute. I am really, really hoping... Fingers crossed, toes crossed right now as well, that I can get them live on the screen. I am doubting the absolute mess out of the that way with today's how everything's going, going. But, but, but it seems like reverse osmosis yeah. is the way to go today. So maybe, maybe, yeah, hey, that's, that. that's gonna be, it's not going to be worth a shit. So, hey, maybe that, that's how it's going to go. So we'll manage either way. We will have a double roll Ooh, for the money baby. line dice. That's what's in store. A little something special, but we're not going to tell you how we're doing it, what we're doing. You're just going to have to stick around once we get through all of the cruise best bets of the day and then the money line dice start dishing their stuff out. After we get through all of that, we'll recap all of the best bets. So you got the opportunity to smash them in one more time because these lines are going to start moving, my friends. I promise you that. All that being said, our mag sidebar, wrap up the show. A little bit of our usual crew banter. Maybe we had a few dan -an -an, dan -an -an moments during the time. We'll have a little bit of additional updates. Hey, carry you into the weekend. Little... Wise Words Episode 3 teaser, a little something, something, and then, hey, 
You guys thought I forgot? I never forget. Motivation Minutes, coming to you live in prime time, and I am giving you, not all me, this is definitely not all me at all, because it's from a source from a source to you, so it's kind of a, a long loop here, but giving you 10 ways to start seeking wisdom. And I uh, thought this was very, very powerful to carry us into the weekend. I've gone down some deep rabbit holes uh, throughout this week, and this one is more high level. Get us into it. So I've been blabbing enough. I've been going on enough. We got a shitload to discuss. Hey, quit with your little gestures over there, pal. I can see you on the screen over here. You I'm don't think here, I guy. can. That all being said, <laughs> let's get into the first official segment of the day. College football, best bets of the weekend, and we're kicking things off with our mags, best CFB bets. As always, my friends, turn the volume way up, open your ear holes wide, get ready to have the knowledge penetrated straight into your dome pieces, and partner, as always, you have the floor. Alrighty, I appreciate it. So I do believe we've got a couple that we are lining up with here today, partner. So I guess I'll start with my first one, and we are going to be lining up, so I'll let you tag team on this one. I uh, bought a little insurance on this one, uh, but I am going with the Cincinnati Bearcats, minus three at Indiana. Uh, like I said, I bought a little insurance on this one. I bought it at a time when the line was a little different, so right now I don't know if you can get as decent of odds on that minus three. Do like it still at minus three and a half, though, because as both of my partner and I will agree, this Cincinnati team, they're going to be, if they find themselves undefeated at the end of the year, they are going to be knocking on the door of the playoff conversation. You might say I'm crazy, and I'm not saying they will get in, but it's games like these, A, they have to go undefeated, first of all. Second of all, games like these where they do have the strength of schedule as far as big conferences, bigger teams. Obviously, Indiana isn't uh, you know, a top 10 team, but they are a big 10 team that made some noise last year. They have to absolutely lay the smack down on them. They can't just win by four or five points. They have to win by two touchdowns, two touchdowns or more, and I think they do that here today. You know, I'm a little skeptical, I guess, if they do get to double digits. If the spread was a touchdown, I'd probably be a little weary on it, but... At this point total, I think they at least get it done by a touchdown. Indiana bounced back last week against Idaho, but that's a bad FCS school. I'm not taking any stock in that. They looked absolutely miserable against Iowa, and Iowa had a nice couple of breaks there, but Iowa's defense absolutely shut them down. And, you know, I'm not saying they get held to six points like they did against Iowa, but I think Cincinnati's defense handles them pretty well here in this offense, does what they've done the last couple of weeks and takes care of business, no problem, partner. How are you feeling about this one? I am spot on. You know, it is just absolutely beautiful day in the neighborhood. I'm over here doing producer stuff <laughs> while I'm trying to listen to you right now, and uh, hopefully we're not having issues with the mics. I'm going to have to figure that stuff out again. Uh, hopefully it's not reverberating too loud here for you guys. So either way, uh, yeah, I'm uh, both on uh, – or we are both on Cincinnati mm -hmm. as well. I got it at minus 3.5, but I'm not afraid of that. Honestly, this is not the no. NFL. This is not the right. minus three and a half you have to worry about there. And it does all come down to me, the fact that in these games, Cincinnati, if they want to be in the conversation at the end of the year, they have to absolutely obliterate mm -hmm. the Indiana Hoosiers. And, you know, I think it gets done by at least two touchdowns. Um, some key things that I really like is that I think Penix is going to be in trouble all day long yeah. against the Cincinnati defense. Cincinnati is 10th in the nation in uh, versus the path 
pass 129 yards allowed and then 59th in the nation versus the rush right yeah. now 131 and a half per game so they're going really really well and Penix has struggled early so I yeah. think that continues and then also Ritter if he wants to be in the Heisman conversation sure. he has to show sure. out in these games against good defenses against defenses that he can definitely attack which we saw how Iowa handled Indiana right, right. and I believe if he has the same capabilities this game will be pretty damn similar to that Iowa matchup now key trends closing everything out for a kick it back to your partner Cincinnati six and two ATS last eight non-conference games Indiana is three nine and one ATS last 13 as a home dog Indiana's three ten and one ATS last 14 games following a straight up win of 20 points or more and boys and girls closing it all out Indiana showed their flaws Cincinnati has not yet and I think Cincinnati continues to keep the momentum rolling partner Anything else? Uh, no, like you said, I'm not afraid of that minus three and a half, four either. I just caught it at a time where I think I got minus 120, minus 125 odds on this minus three. I don't think you can get that uh, at this point in time. So still wouldn't be uh, any fear at all if I had to take minus three and a half or four. Ten, four. So ladies and gentlemen, RMAX first best bet CFB best bet of the day. Partner, why don't you just keep it moving with number two? All righty. So partner. This one may or may not be one that we are showing down on each other against. I actually have two plays coming out of this mm. game here. And I'll start with the first one that we're not opposing on. I'm going to the Michigan State-Miami game here in Miami, Hard Rock Stadium. And I'm going to the game total under first. Partner and I are not disagreeing. I guess I don't know if he agrees with me, but he's not opposing me on this one. I'm going under 56 and a half in this one. I am not convinced uh, from what we've seen about uh, from this Michigan State team so much here these last couple of weeks. Obviously, I'm a big 10 guy, so I'm, it's uh, might be surprising to you that I'm fading a couple of Big Ten teams already here. But Michigan State's offense uh, does not reflect the point totals that they've put up. They w put the whoop down on Northwestern, who I've been uh, screaming from the mountaintops that they are going to be terrible all season long. They took care of Youngstown State and FCS school. They put the whoop down on them. I think this Miami team is a little outmatched for them here, and I think Miami's defense held, holds them down to 21 or less points. I think Miami's offense is just a little too explosive for them, but not going to be out of control explosive that's going to blow this under. Or Yeah, not explosive enough that's going to blow this under. I'm predicting a 30-21 to 21 type game here in favor of the Hurricanes. So that leads me to the play that my partner and I are opposing on. And once again, I caught this one. I don't think he can do it right now either, but I caught it a couple days ago. At a time where I can buy a, just a tiny bit of insurance, I caught it about minus 120. I got the minus six on this one. I know you're a little different on this one. But, uh, you know, I don't have too much else to say. But Michigan State has looked really good against some bad teams. I think Miami, uh, they obviously did not look good against Alabama. That's Alabama. They had a tight game with Appalachian State. I think Appalachian State is really damn good. And they might even be better than Michigan State, in my opinion. So... I'm feeling pretty comfortable with this Miami minus six. I think Michigan State might have some troubles traveling to the old state of Florida here and give me the six points or laying the six points here for the old Hurricanes, the U. I call fooey on it all day long. I am not buying it. There has been absolutely zero, zero that the Miami Hurricanes have showed me this year offensively or defensively that tells me that they're not going to allow Michigan State to hang in this game all game long. I view this very similarly to how I viewed the Appalachian State matchup uh, this past weekend for Miami. You know, Derek King, he's the big name. He's the household name. Everybody talks about him, and he really has not lived up to that offensive prowess that he's so highly touted and possesses. 
And I don't believe that Michigan State's going to allow him to show it either. Now, he might every once in a while let off a pass here or there. But I think what Miami's going to do is try and get their lead. And then they're going to try and control the time of possession with the rushing attack. They think they have a very solid rushing attack. They do a little bit here or there. But it's not going to be damn anything against Michigan State because they are stout against the rush. They are 73rd in the nation right now in opponent rushing yards allowed, and that is a Big Ten school. Big Ten schools, when they can hang their hats on that, you know that defense is thumping, and there is no way if Miami could not convincingly take care of App State, that they're going to be able to convincingly take care of Michigan State, that my partner and I both have said repeatedly on this show that we are very excited about seeing the opposite, supposed turnaround of the Spartans in 2021. Last but certainly not least, you don't believe me on all of that. Miami's 0-4 ATS last four overall. They're 1-7 ATS last eight versus the Big Ten. And 0-5 ATS their last five home games. They're also 1-4 ATS their last five as a favorite. And Miami is 1-6 ATS their last seven non-conference games. There's no way this game does not finish close, and it's right at 7. So everybody in the public can uh, go hammer in that minus 6.5 or 7. If you want to win the bet, Side with me, mm -hmm. plus six and a half, Michigan Spartans. All righty, I won't State give Spartans. you uh, too many jabs here or if at all, so I'll keep it moving. And, uh, you know, we'll be a little nicer to each other now because we are landing up on this next one, going to the deep west coast over here to the Pac-12, USC at Washington State. And we are taking the points with Washington State, eight and a half. USC, obviously, they are very much in the headlines right now. They are a little bit of a mess right now. And Washington State partner, number one Pac-12 team, ATS at home since 2015, 21 and 15 to the number at home since that year. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's not a crazy number, but if you're number one in that conference, that is something to hang, hang your hat on. But I really do think that USC is going to be uh, kind of in shambles and, uh, you know, a little bit too much reading headlines. Who's going to be our next coach? Are we going to get one of these big giant names? It doesn't matter. They're not focused on this game. And Washington State has been way, way, way too solid at home to be getting this or catching this many points here. So I've got no issues taking these points. It would not shock me whatsoever if this Washington State team won this game. I'm going to stay away from sprinkling on the money line because I love these extra points here. But uh, that's about all I got here, partner. And I know you're fixing some stuff, so I'll. Uh... Oh no, I'm good. Okay, I, I'm. Uh, I'm still rocking around <laughs> and listening to you on the Washington State plus yep, eight yep. and a half, right? Okay. Yep. So I just wanted to make sure I didn't hear the wrong play because nope. yeah, I'm trying to make sure these mics are not uh, jumping all mm -hmm. over the place for you guys here, but they seem to be all right. Can uh, hey, actually, if anybody's watching live, what the fuck? Can you, can somebody <laughs> tell me if they're all right? Uh, can you jump in here? Like, are they are they like at points like when I kind of get louder? Are they like jumping too loud? Or is like everything okay? If everything's cool, I'll stop fucking with it. But it just what I'm seeing, it looks like it's kind of messing up. So hey, Juan, anybody in here, if you could be so kind, just say it's all all good. Thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever. That's all I care. Appreciate you guys. I'll look back here in a second. But yes, partner, uh, do line up with you, my friend. Let me see where the hell I got all types of plays. Where the <laughs> hell is Washington State at? Uh, it's going to be down here a little bit. So I'll just do a little filler. We'll do a little talking. No problem. Hey, I got him here. Well, good. Much like you, partner, uh, I do believe the firing of Clay Helton is going to loom large here for the Trojans. Uh, they've kind of been in a lot of, 
don't want to say shambles, but kind of getting really close there. A lot of drama surrounding stuff, a lot of things happening. And, uh, you know, I, I really think that that's going to play large here today against the Wildcats. The Wildcats are going to come in. This is kind of like their Super Bowl playing at home. I got to take the home, Cougs, the, the home dog with, oh, Cougs, not Cougs. the Wildcats. I'm sorry. Cougs. <laughs> uh, I got to take the home points with the dogs. Uh, they are Washington State, that being the Cougs, 8 0 ATS last eight September games. USC is 5 and 13, their last 18 September games. USC is 0 6 ATS, their last six games in week three. And this is an absolutely big, huge, enormous fade spot for UFC. Yep. And it's one of the few times this season that you're going to get it. Washington State at the time of streaming right now is getting 38% of bets with a whopping 58% of money. Love so it. sharp action has definitely landed on that side. We're both hammered it in the sharps that you know and are tuned into right now. So I suggest you do too. So Washington State Cougs. Plus eight and a half. All right. I love it. I don't believe we are on these next two together, partner. I've got two more here. I'm going to another Big Ten matchup. Neither one. Neither one. That's right. I'm going to another Big Ten matchup, and uh, somebody pinched me because I am not taking any Big Ten sides on this one. I am fading these Big Ten teams three in a row. I'm going Kent State. Kent State plus 22 and a half at Iowa Hawkeyes. This Iowa's offense... That offense does not reflect how many how their point total is. I think Iowa takes care of this game uh, by a couple touchdowns, but I think 22.5 is too much. This Iowa offense has been so much more efficient than these point totals would let on lead you on to believe. They're 108th in the country in pass yards, 99th in yards per play. And this Kent State defense, I'm not saying their defense is out of control, but they are 9th in sacks, 36th in red zone efficiency. And Kent State is 6-1 ATS, last seven following a straight-up win. This Iowa defense is very, very good. I think Iowa's a very good team here. But that uh, that offense has been a little, uh, I don't want to say fraudulent necessarily, but if you're just looking at their game totals and how they've played, you would think that their offense is really good. And, you know, they have they do have a nice rushing attack here. But this is just too many points for a team that uh, they're probably going to be stuck in the mud a little bit on offense here. And, uh, you know, I'm, my biggest worry would be, uh, you know, a couple defensive touchdowns. But I think their defense regresses a little bit. Like I said, I think they got the job done. But I think this is too many here. This is one I I looked at, but I pretty much glossed over. I you know I just don't know that the golden golden flashes possess enough to uh, be able to hang with the Hawkeyes. I, I'm not saying it's a bad bet whatsoever yeah. at all. You're getting it past the key number of 21 and a half. So if anything, I like a lot of dogs this weekend. You'll hear that from me throughout the course of my yep. breakdowns. So I might have to sprinkle it on in mine as well. But um, definitely love the analysis. Love For sure. So I might have to take another look. So there you go. What is that now? One, two, three, four, five, five, maybe. All right. So now we got the sixth and final coming yes, up sir. live in prime time. Hit him with it. All right. So number six, I am going Arizona State BYU and I am taking the points with BYU plus three and a half at home. Nice home field advantage here. They have already taken care of two Pac-12 teams already. One of them, a very, very good Utah team. And I think this ASU team, uh, as far as, uh, you know, skill and caliber of play i think they're pretty close to that utah team i think byu might get this outright but i will take the insurance of the three and a half points here arizona state's offense so far uh offense strength so far has been their rush, uh, rushing offense byu's defensive strength so far has been their rushing defense and asu has some strong defensive numbers but that's against unlv and southern utah southern utah is a very bad fcs team unlv uh you know their name obviously recognize it but mountain west they have not been that team in the mountain west here these last couple of years 
while BYU's numbers actually tell the truth because they have played. I know Arizona's not great, and they uh, didn't cover the spread there, but they still took care of business. And and then going into Utah and doing what they did to a top 25 team in the Pac-12 again. No, you're good. Uh, Top 25 in the Pac-12 again. I do believe... At the worst, they keep it to a field goal. And like I said, I think they get the win out right here. I probably will sprinkle a little money to line down on this one. But give me BYU to be a team once again here. I do believe this is a top 25 matchup, both sides here. And uh, I think BYU is going to keep climbing and climbing and climbing. And, uh, you know, ASU is going to show some flashes. But over the uh, Herb Edwards, uh, you know, tenure here in ASU, he really hasn't shown the consistency to lead me on to believe that he's going to rattle off three straight wins Mm -hmm. against a good BYU team like this. So... Give me the points, three and a half uh, at home for BYU here against Arizona State. Oh, so you're uh, thinking that uh, ASU loses out right here? Uh, that's what my that's I'm leaning towards that. Um, uh, but I'm not uh, like I said. Maybe I'll take that action game time here. But uh, I love. I think it's gonna be close. So I yeah. love the three and a half here. Yeah, I think BYU's gotten a little overshadowed so far this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing like outstanding that no. you can't uh, that you can't really say that's like ah, it's not. It's worth. It's worthy, is sure. what I'm trying to say, is that they've kind of been looked over. They don't have Zach Wilson mm-hmm. anymore. It's not the exact same team, but they're quietly covering mm-hmm. spreads and uh, quietly making teams not look so good. So, hey, I, uh, I'll i buy into it with you, partner. Why the hell not? Uh, I was kind of leaning ASU, but that minus 3.5 just scares me. So, uh, BYU plus 3.5, yes, Armag's sixth and final CFB best bet of the day. All right, my friends. Now, everything seems to be in good working order. I want to make sure that uh, this one's here so I don't have any issues while I'm talking to y'all. All right, so yeah, we seem to be in good shape because while I'm talking, I can't do this stuff. So, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The second half of the first segment of the day, the college football picks all for this weekend. It's time to get into my best bets of the weekend my college football best bets of the weekend now i'll skip over the ones that my partner has told you about already and uh just stick high level with the ones that i got now i got a handful of them so i'm gonna be a little bit quicker in the essence of time so we can spend some more time on nfl you guys are just gonna have to believe me you're just gonna have to trust me i've done my damn research promise you now couple of things I did want to mention before I get into one couple of things popped into my head. Um, so glad you asked that question. Now, covers uh, covers.com is very, very, very valuable. Um, they will break down a lot of ATS stats, a lot of different things for you. They go schedule game by game. You right. can see. I mean, it's awesome. Covers is great. Uh, Offense, defense, efficiency. Yeah. All, all types of different stuff you can check out there. It's great for every sport, too. Uh, team rankings. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. You got to know how to use team rankings, though. Um, it takes a little. Yeah, a we couple, still learn things. Yeah. Day, yeah, it, it, it takes a, a couple rainy days sitting back, kicking your feet up and, okay, let me fuck with right. the team stats. Let me go through all of this. Let me see. Because, I mean, they just have everything and everything and everything. And you hear me rattle off something like um, what I just said. Oh, um, one in Miami's one in eight in their last nine versus the Big Ten. Right. You have to be able to dig deep into team rankings to be able to find stuff like that. Now, I will give also a huge shout out. Um, a lot of names that I respect in the industry do write for pick dogs. If you did uh, see episode number one of the TTL pod, Joe D'Amico, if you haven't, I suggest you go check that out. He has loads of great insights and he is an absolute nuclear power plant, but um, he uh, does pick dog videos as well as writes for pick dogs. A lot of other guys write over there. Um, the sports chat place and then winners and whiners. I really, really like, I uh, respect the hell of it. A lot of guys there. And in this game, 
if the moment that you think you know everything and that you don't need to listen to anybody else's opinion is the moment that you start throwing money out the window mm-hmm. and you start losing your bets a lot faster than you ever really imagined. Right. So I like pickpapa.com. They, I don't know exactly who runs it, but they break everything down game by game, who's got articles, who's got what's. Now, I don't go on there to, all right, let me see the picks. Okay, I got four, four guys taking Colts, right and yeah. I'm out. That's what I do. No, I don't. Most of the times, I don't even really look at the picks. Right. I look at the trends. I look what they're writing about. I look, oh, shit, I didn't realize XYZ guy was on XYZ injury or he played like shit against this team. So then, but with that information, I'll go into ESPN, I'll go into Google, I'll go into more, and I'll start reading more about that as well. So I don't uh, I don't flip open the old um, FanDuel Sportsbook app or and you know DraftKings in, in, in the morning and say, okay, yeah, this one should be good, that uh, that oh I also use projections. Um, I utilize a couple different sites right, like right, right. cross reference their projections. Um, Odd Shark is a good one. Odd Shark is a very very good one to utilize for projections. Um, and then I use a, a couple other different ones that you gotta have subscriptions to and stuff. So I'll just stick with like free stuff. And then um, I don't know if you said Action Network. Action Network as well. Uh, that one we pay for though. So oh, that's that one's that's another true. one. So, I I, so if you yeah if you that. want all the <laughs> if you want all the high level access to stuff it's it's a hundred plus bucks a year. Yeah, like maybe catch a twenty dollar deal or something like that. Sometimes that's a around great one. Christmas, yeah. or like Black Friday or like January first, they'll run like a nineteen ninety nine special. And I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's the shit. Like they they have all day. And this free plug. We right. are not affiliated. That's how with we action, that's but. how we know money splits. Oh, this yeah. team's getting seventy five percent of money, twenty percent of bets, that type of yeah. stuff. And that stuff's really helpful. It shows you odds movement and that type of stuff as well. Yeah, that's uh, I could not have said that any right. better myself. So yeah, that that's another important thing. And then outside of really that, I mean. I mean, it's a lot of reading into injuries, reading into weather, what might play that, but also, and and this is the most important thing that I would tell you guys, and you've already heard our guests talk about this already, don't overthink all that shit. Mm-hmm. You can send yourself into a tissy of going through stuff. Now, I do spend about four or five hours in the evenings when everything's already done and all the mm-hmm. back-end business and stuff going through lines, going through all of this stuff. But at the end of the day, if you're spending 10, 15, 20 minutes on one little thing and you're not just bulldozing through trends and stats and trying to build on certain things and you're just getting stuck on one thing, you're overthinking it. But it is is, not that important. It's not that it, it matters. It does. You should check into these certain things that definitely that we mentioned, yada, yada, yada. But don't overreach. Don't overlook. Don't overthink. There's no reason yeah. to do that with some of these things because a lot of the times, trends can be a tricky trap. Right. Trends, you can say, yeah. oh, shit, somebody's 9-1, and one, last 10, and then they get absolutely piped against the spread. Right. So, I mean, it's tricky. There's a lot of things that go into it. But my humble opinion, I don't know if uh, – I know you utilize a lot of the same sites, everything oh, that yeah. I do. We've kind Pretty of similar. been on the same thing too. So, yeah. That would be kind of be my best uh, advice, and if anything pops into my head, I'll uh, I'll drop some more down. And then I'm going to try and start doing that more on Wise Words, but, like, I'm just a peon compared to these fuckers that we're talking yeah. to, so it's <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know shit compared to you, so I'm just going to sit here and listen and hopefully mm-hmm. uh, try and be a sponge as much as I right. can. But enough about that. Let me get back into college football and let me absolutely steam this proverbial podcast train down the tracks all right ladies and gentlemen back into it here we go tonight i gotta play for you let's go are you ready 
This, might two, this is a two-star play, baby. Ooh. We got a little action. It's not all the way to three, but I do like it. I just think it's a little bit goofy, much like I thought the Michigan State was hmm. a little bit hmm. goofy. Going to the matchup. Because we're in Illinois, we can't play the matchup between Milan. Maryland, Illinois. I about said Illinois. Maryland and Illinois. Uh, hopefully the fighting line I don't get too bad downbeat, but it looks like that what might happen. But yeah. I'm not going there. Louisville, UCF. I am going to the spread, and I'm taking Louisville plus six and a half. My friends, this line should be much higher, and this is a complete overreaction and a half. UCF should be favored by at least two touchdowns this evening, the way Louisville has showed up so far. This game actually opened as a touchdown and a half, and it's dropped down a point. You want to explain that to me? It's because this is a sharp play, a sharp game, that Louisville will somehow sneak in the back door one way or the other and cover this six and a half. Gabriel for uh, UCF and Cunningham for Louisville. Both dominant quarterbacks in their own right. These defenses on both teams give me a little bit of question here and there. I'm not sold on sure. either one. Most definitely, definitely more Louisville, but yeah. I'm not sold on UCF either. And I think Malik Cunningham can have a damn day and keep these Cardinals in this game all night long. And I found some key trends that kind of back some of this stuff up. Louisville, 8 and 4 ATS at home in their last two seasons. They're also 7-2-1 ATS in their last 10 following an ATS loss. So been a very solid rebound team over the course of the last few seasons. UCF, big brand name. Mm -hmm. You look at them, Gabriel mm -hmm. Davis, shit, they're going to get the win. Not so much against the number. They're 4-7 ATS as an away team in the last two seasons. Last two seasons as well, 4-7 ATS as a road favorite. 2-7 ATS last nine as a favorite overall, eight and three ATS last 21 as a favorite in their last two seasons. I'll just say last two seasons. And UCF, 06 and one ATS in their last seven on field turf. Okay. And we like to target okay. on that. Uh, that's kind of bizarre. They don't play very well on field turf for some reason. You know, that's kind of a specific type mm -hmm. there for sure. Last but certainly not least, my friends, Louisville plus six and a half is getting 44% of the bets, but a beautiful 57% of the money. That was this morning. Might have kicked up even a little bit more, and I like it to kick up some more right before kickoff. No pun intended. UCF's going to get the win. Don't worry about it. But good teams win. Great teams cover. Louisville Cardinals cover the plus six and a half tonight. Uh, I think I like it, partner. I'll, uh, I might have to do a little of my own. Uh picking into that but i mean that field turf thing that ain't nothing 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 at all you <laughs> that might be something you got to look looks looks oh six and one ats last seven all right keep it moving keep it grooving already told you about my thoughts on the cincinnati bearcats minus three and a half yep. mr ritter needs to dominate the piss out of the hoosiers i'll leave it at that Ooh, next one i was surprised <laughs> not to see you on this one but i totally understand because it is a little bit risky mm. but i do think that it has value i'm going to my boys and Damn it, I hope this doesn't burn me because I backed them once, but not on this spread. So I'm going to the Mountaineers, West Virginia, minus two and a half on their spread. Boys and girls, they're playing the Virginia Tech Hokies. These teams fucking hate each other. Mm -hmm. They do not like each other at all. And this is small enough of a spread for WVU to handle and be nice and easy with. Now, why do you think that this is so low with how dominant Virginia Tech has been to open up the 2021 season? Made UNC look stupid at Lane Stadium. Struggled here and there against Middle Tennessee on the past, but was rather dominant overall. So why would this over just be two and a half? West Virginia hasn't been too good. Oh, well. Virginia Tech ain't worth a damn on the road, and they're not going to be worth a damn on the road here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Or 
at least maybe they struggle a little bit more than they do at home. Uh, this is the first game that they are playing on the road. Their last two have been at home, and uh, this is the second one now finally for West Virginia. They split one and one so far. I think this is going to be a tight battle that eventually West Virginia pulls away at the end. And a couple key trends why I think that WVU 6-0-1 ATS last seven home games, 9-1-1 ATS last 11 as a home favorite. Virginia Tech 1-6 ATS last seven road games overall. And the favorite teams between these two, West Virginia and Virginia Tech, 5-2 ATS last seven overall. Like I said, it's going to be tight early, but the Mountaineers are going to pull away. They're going to get this job done. Everybody and their mothers are going to run to the Hokies because of what they've yeah. seen and do not do it on the road. I don't care if they're getting points. West Virginia covers the minus two and a half. I think I'll be right there with you, partner. I was more of a toss-up for me, but I was leaning towards WVU with the home field advantage. It was just a little too close for me to put it on today's pod, but uh, I think I'll be back in you. It is tomorrow, correct? Yes. Okay, I think you slipped and said uh, tonight or uh, at some point there. Oh, uh, shit. Well, it's not <laughs> yeah. tonight. It's tomorrow. <laughs> no, no, it is not tonight. Uh, that I made a three-star play. There you go. That is a three-star play from me. All right. Also, Cincinnati Bearcats, minus three and a half, three-star play. Okay. Both my three-star plays early here. Uh, already told you about Michigan State plus six and a half. I got that as a two-star yes, play. Sir. I'm not over the moon, even though, Colt, that's a TTL showdown. You should have it as a three-star play. What the fuck are you thinking? Maybe I got to side with I Max. ten-star, well, baby. Well, maybe you do. Maybe you got to. <laughs> I don't give a damn. If you want to lose money, go right yeah, on ahead. Yeah, yeah, That all being said, next game I'm going to here, my friends, and I'm hoping that this one... Doesn't burn me as well, but I found a lot, a lot, a lot of things that make this a two-star play for me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to the Kansas State Cats against the Nevada Wolfpack. Nevada is a damn good football team, but I think Kansas State is a much smarter football team. And let me tell you why. I'm going to take the Kansas State Cats plus two and a half, getting the points at home. This is in Kansas. Why I think they are a little bit smarter football team. Now, Kansas State's QB, starting QB, is out. Mm -hmm. He is gone already. That's already an issue. Colt, what the fuck are you doing? Starting QB's out. Hold on. Bringing in a kid, sophomore year, nothing crazy you can write home about. So do you honestly think that Kansas State is going to play their typical style of ball and try and air it out, and then after they do that, start rocking and rolling with Deuce? No, they're not going to do that. They are a smart, smart, smart football program. And this is the best Kansas State has looked in the last few years. They were starting to get the wheels churning last year. And this year, boys and girls, they look fucking good. That all being said, I think what is going to be key here today is they are going to control the time of possession battle. They are going to get Deuce in the end zone early. And they are going to keep the ball out of the hands of the Nevada Wolfpack's offense. Because they have a good offense in and of themselves. Their defense is very good, but I think Kansas State has just enough and Deuce is shifty enough to control that T.O.P. and continue to just keep matriculating the ball down the field, if you will. This one, honestly, guys, not a whole lot of trends you're going to find, but for either side. Either side, nothing really stone cold, and this is more of a sharp play for me. Two-star sharp play. When everybody's zigging, I got a zag. Okay. And everybody's loving the dominant Wolfpack. And I do believe that the K-State Cats are undervalued as all hell in the Big 12. 
and they're going to prove it tomorrow afternoon. So give me the Kansas State Cats plus two and a half at home, baby. I'll let you steam along. I'm staying away from this one, but I like what you got to say on this one. All right, my friend. Well, I will continue to steam along. I'm so glad you're allowing me to because the next game I'm going to is the Purdue Boilermakers and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, and I'm taking the dog again. You thought I was going with the home team? Hell no. Purdue Boilermakers plus seven and a half is my next best bet. And in the legendary words of head coach Jason Brown, Notre Dame's defense looks looks stiff as a porn star dick, and it is absolutely ridiculous that anybody would think that they have the ability to stop (laughs) this Purdue train. There is no way in hell. And also, in the legendary words of the great Joe D'Amico, football is played on the gridiron, not on a piece of paper. And I don't care what you want to throw at me when it comes to the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. If you know me personally, I'm not the biggest fan in the world, but this is not a fading play. Purdue is damn good when they go into South Bend, and they have been damn good this year so far, and I watched a convincing win against the Oregon State Beavs last week. So let me tell you, my friends, that I do believe Purdue continues to roll after they destroyed UConn 49 to nothing. And oh, did we forget that Notre Dame could barely get Florida State University out of that game, and Florida State just got piped to Jacksonville State University. Ladies and gentlemen, this game should be no more than a field goal, and I might even get crazy enough with a little bit of Purdue Boilermaker sprinkle on the money line. That all being said, Purdue keeps the momentum rolling. Notre Dame continues to sputter. And some key trends why I believe all of this. Notre Dame, 1-4 ATS their last five overall. 1-5 ATS their last six home games. They are 0-4 ATS their last four as a home favorite. Now for Purdue, 4-0 ATS their last four versus independent schools. They are 5-1 ATS their last six meetings overall between these two teams. And Purdue... Plays well at South Bend. I told you, 4-1 ATS last five meetings going to Notre Dame. Give me the Boilermakers to keep that black train steaming down the tracks. And hey, I got a family member going to school there. so Purdue? Yeah. Okay. So go Makers. I'm, uh, I think this is the right play. I like it. My biggest concern here is that uh, Notre Dame, especially on defense, hasn't played their best football yet by Stiff any means. You're there. right. I'm not going to disagree with that. My only concern and why I'm staying away, I love your analysis, why I'm staying away is I'm just a little concerned that maybe they finally show up today and actually play, or not today, tomorrow, and actually play well. So that's why I'm staying away, but I do like your uh, analysis, and uh, I think it is the right move there. All right, my friend. I uh, I think that's going to be sweat-free, and uh, I think it's still going to be a few weeks before we see that Notre Dame defense really wake up. So that one, my friends. Again, three-star play coming from me. Another three-star play. We're rolling this right down the track, baby. <laughs> Cruising. This one is uh, pretty damn, pretty damn, pretty damn confident. I'm going to... Ah, oh, shit. I didn't wear them today. Damn it. Roll Tide, Bama Nation, Roll baby, tide. versus the Florida Gators. Now, you say, Colt, you're a Bama fan. Are you going to tell me you're really hammering in the spread? Fuck no, I'm not telling you I'm hammering in the spread. I'm going to the game total, pal. You're out of your mind. Now, game total set, 59 and a half. I'm going over 59 and a half, and let me tell you why. First of all, friend of the show, Jalen Battle, mm. his brother, Jordan Battle, mm-hmm. may or may not have said some suggestive suggestible questionable things yeah. in a Alabama Crimson Tide press conference have since talked with the boy he has since learned to 
hold his tongue on the microphone. Yeah, yeah, that might be an uh, and, understatement. <laughs> but we had some good laughs, and it was great. Uh, went to college with his brother and uh, was super, super tight, still super tight with him. That all being said, I love this over because I still think everybody's going to be playing into the Bama undertrend so far this year. They have been going over or going under, but the reason why is because their fucking op opponents can't score a doggone right. point to save their life. So that's not the issue here with Florida, my friends. Florida has been doggone good, and they can take care of it any time. Not to mention, with all the antics coming out of Alabama from the last week, Saban's pissed. He probably ran the boys yeah. through the damn dirt. And if there's anything less than them putting up the usual mm -hmm. 60, he's going to break his foot off in their ass at halftime. Yeah, so, not to cut you off, but typically when we see these things, Alabama shows up threefold shows up. in that next game. Now, I know the games between Bama and Florida are typically high. They don't have Kyle Trask mm -hmm. going into this year. They don't have, help me out, with the uh, Atlanta Falcons tight end. Oh, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts as well. They don't have Kyle Pitts. Uh, that all being said, I still think that they can produce. They brought in a new quarterback behind Kyle Trask. Wish I had his name off the top of my head. I should have wrote that down, but he has been doggone good, and I've been very, very impressed with him. The few things, if you saw a few weeks ago, his athletic fella did a double backflip on a video I tweeted on our Talking the Line page, sure. so uh, check that out. But all that being said, I like some trends here. Florida, 5-0-1 in Bama's, or the over is 5-0-1 in Bama's last six road games versus a team with a winning record. I know it's only been two weeks, but they got a damn winning record. Over 5-0 in the last five overall for Alabama versus a team with a winning record. I apologize. That's for Florida. I was uh, getting a little uh, confused here last <laughs> night, right? These over four and one in Florida's last five overall. And in the last five meetings between these two teams, the over is five and oh, yeah. and in the last five meetings in Florida, hot, sticky, muggy, Overs four and one in the last five overall in Florida. So I, I will be smashing the mess out of the over 59 and a half because I do believe everybody's going to be on the under, but that's because Bama's opponents can't score. Florida will do that today. Bama versus Florida over 59 and a half. I think I might be with you on this one, partner. It was a lot of points and it scared me away a little bit, but I do think I'm right there with you. Ah. Call me crazy, but I'm interested in that minus 14. Eh, all indicators show that Florida should cover, so that's kind of why I'm staying away. But like I said, after shit like this happens to Alabama within their own <laughs> within their own building, they come out and uh, look like uh, you know they, they look like prime Alabama. So yeah. uh, and they honestly haven't played their best football yet. Uh, they did for a half against Miami, and uh, then they put the you know they put it in cruise control for the second half, and Saban's had some choice words. So I think they're going full four quarters of death tomorrow. Damn straight. All right, I'm going to try and wrap up the rest of my college football analysis no later than 11. Okay. I think that I can get it done before then. Again, you guys are going to have to trust me because I'm going at light speed now, but I still want to give you the analysis that I found. But we have some serious freaking NFL value, and we have to get through the yep. money line dice roll, too. I don't want to be here all doggone day. That all being said, I would love to. We'd love to hang out with yeah. you guys either way. That all being said, my next matchup, two-star play, a little bit more of a fade than anything, but there are some key trends and things I like. I'm going to the game between Tulsa and Ohio State, and I'm taking Tulsa plus 24 and a half. Getting through some key numbers there, and I think the 24.5 is extremely valuable. Everybody might be thinking that Ohio State's going to bounce back after getting kicked in the teeth against uh, the Oregon Ducks last week, but I don't think it's over yet. That team looks very suspect to me, and after losing the first game in Ryan Day's tenure at Ohio State, 
I think the downward spiral has only but begun, my friends. I don't think that they're going to lose this game outright like they did last week, but I think this game should be a touchdown, two touchdowns maximum. I don't think Ohio State should be favored against anybody by more than two touchdowns right now. Key trends. Tulsa's 5-1 ATS last six on field turf. Tulsa's also 5-1 ATS their last six as an underdog. Ohio State's 0-4 ATS their last four as a home favorite. 1-4-1 ATS their last five as a double-digit favorite. And Tulsa is 3-0 ATS their last three as a double-digit favorite. Give me all of the Golden Hurricane to make landfall in Columbus and the shoe to be raining golden showers. Oh shit. Uh Whoa. the shoe to be Whoa. the shoe to be that was Whoa. fucked up. That was fucked up. Whoa. Well, they're the golden fucking hurricane. They're the golden fucking hurricane. What the fuck? I didn't mean it. I didn't the shoe to be golden of uh, oh, storms. No. Raining golden storms. Oh, golden no. storms. Son of a bitch. You reacted way too much to that. You know they're fucking golden. You know they're golden. It's not like I just I I just came out with that out of nowhere. They're damn teams at Golden. They're the Golden Hurricanes, all right? Everybody calm down in the back back there. Everybody relax. This guy can't even breathe anymore. That all being said, Tulsa Golden Hurricane plus 24 and a half. Never know what rabbit hole you're going to get oh, down boy. here. The Golden Shower. Oh, boy. Goodness gracious. Golden Storms. Fuck. All right. Washington State plus eight and a half. I already told you about that when we talked about Mags when he had that as well. So that is a solid pick from the both of us. That all being said, next bet for me, I'm going to San Diego State plus nine and a half. This one is a three-star pick for me, my friends, and I think you need to hammer it in ASAP. This is incredibly disrespectful for the Aztecs at San Diego State who have looked just fine all season long. You know, I think that Utah has a shot to win for sure, no question, Mm -hmm. even though the Aztecs have looked damn good, but think that this game might fall in the favor of the Aztecs I really really do believe that but I'm gonna take the points I think that is extremely valuable Utah hangs their hat on rushing the football and pounding the rock time and time again well they ain't gonna do it against San Diego State because they're eighth in the nation with a 48 and a half average against opponents allowed rushing so I think that is going to be the story all night long it's going to be a grinded out back and forth battle few explosive plays here or there, but nothing that's going to turn this into a 35-38 shootout. San Diego State, 7-1 ATS, last eight as a home dog. They're also 5-2 ATS, their last seven versus the Pac-12. Utah's 0-5 ATS, their last five non-conference games. 1-8 ATS, their last nine in September. And Utah's 2-6 ATS, their last eight as a favorite. Give me all of the San Diego State University Aztecs plus nine. Love it. All right, moving right along. Next one up, FIU, plus 20 and a half. This is a two-star play. Again, I absolutely love some dogs this weekend, and I think I, I have to give you guys the value that I'm finding, and I think they are extremely damn valuable. So, Panthers, 41% of the bets with 49% of the money right now. This should be much, much closer. Uh, you know, I think this should be a touchdown spread, but the books can't set it at a touchdown right. spread because that would look insane for Texas Tech going mm-hmm. against the FIU Panthers. Mm-hmm. But... I think the Panthers keep this very close all game long. Texas Tech averages 33 points per game with FIU averaging 32.5. On defense, Texas Tech allows 21.5, and FIU has allowed 16.5. So I think this is going to be a very, very, very tight game. Texas Tech's 0-5 ATS their last five as a favorite and 0-4 ATS their last four as a home favorite. 
Trust me on this one, guys. It is going to be much closer. I make it closer to 14, between 14 and 17. So I'm eating up all of the 20 and a half. Even though we got burned on it with Ohio last night, I love it here with the Florida International Panthers plus 20 and a half. All righty. I might be able to back that one. Next one up on the board. This one I love. Three-star hammer the shit out of this one, similar to the ones that I've already told you. This one, please, for your benefit, do it. I'm going to the Virginia Cavaliers, plus 7.5 against the UNC Tar Heels. Now, these teams don't like each other either. I talk about mm-hmm. it in the U- WVU and Virginia Tech, and this is very, very, very similar. They're actually incredibly evenly matched, and... Maybe UVA is even a little bit better. UVA is averaging 42.5 points per game compared to UNC, 32.5 points per game. UVA is allowing 7 points per game on defense, and UNC is allowing 17 points per game on defense. We already saw UNC struggle in Lane Stadium. Uh, they come back, and now they get they played at home last week, and they still didn't look dominant, dominant, dominant. So I'm not buying into the UNC hype. And I think the Cavaliers have plenty of firepower, plenty of success to get this done. You can look into the offensive and defensive numbers. They are prime for the Cavaliers. They are the far and away better team. But again, it's played on the gridiron, not on paper. So here's some trends for you. The Cavaliers, 7-1 ATS, their last eight games overall. 5-1 ATS, their last six following an ATS win. UNC is 0-5 ATS, their last five following an ATS win. And Virginia. 4-0 ATS last four meetings with UNC and 5-2 ATS last seven in North Carolina. UNC is still fraudulent to me. I like the Cavs to keep this within at least a field goal, maybe even win it outright. Ooh, Give baby. me the Cavs plus seven and a half. All righty. Moving right along, my last two plays of the weekend, then we'll keep it a little bit slower. We'll go into the NFL. Now, first one, Central Michigan. Plus 19 and a half. Colt, you're fucking crazy. They're playing the LSU Tigers. Go Tigers! Go Tigers. But that being said, I'm not buying it. LSU looks very young. They look very, very yeah. unorganized. And the Central Michigan Chippewas, a veteran team, both offensive and defensively, look just fine to me. And I actually backed them at a very similar spread against Missouri. Mm. Not saying that LSU is Missouri, but I feel very, very similar how I felt in that game, and the trends line up with it as well. Central Michigan 4-0 ATS, their last four road games. 9-1 ATS, their last 10 after scoring 40-plus in their previous game. So they're scoring. They'll continue to do that on LSU. LSU is 1-4 ATS in their last five September games overall. I don't think that uh, this one's going to finish anywhere near 19. It might finish at the very end around two touchdowns if LSU can pull their heads out of their you-know-wheres. But Mm -hmm. I do believe that the Chippewas could potentially shock the world, shock the Tigers' world, because, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the plus 19 is getting 37% of the bets with 51% of money wagered on this game. Give me the Central Michigan Chippewas plus 19. Fair enough. Last but certainly not least, my friends, Going to my final college football play right before, oh, right at 11. Oklahoma State Cowboys plus three and a half. This is a a huge reaction. This is completely backwards. Overreaction, I apologize. And Oklahoma State should be favored by the three and a half or two and a half, whatever you want to call it. There is no way that Boise State runs with them. I know Oklahoma State lost a lot of offensive weapons. They don't look quite the same, but I think 
week three is when they come out and they take care of business. And I do believe Boise State is being incredibly overvalued. You don't believe me? OK State's 5-1 ATS, their last six as a road underdog. 9-2 ATS, their last 11 overall as an underdog. Boise State, 0-4 ATS, last four following a straight-up win. And 0-4 ATS, their last four as a single-digit favorite or underdogs. They do not do well covering in single-digit spots. You got to put them into a double-digit spot either as a dog or favorite in order for them to be valuable for some reason. So I will not be on Boise State. Leave the Broncos over there and give me all of the Cowboys to wrestle them Broncos down because they're getting right now Oklahoma State Cowboys plus three and a half, 37% of bets with 58% of money wagered on this spread. Give me the Cowboys plus three and a half. All right. Whoo. All right, my friends. Holy cow. Now, you know, these are going to be a little bit longer, a little bit more intensive. Now, what I would suggest with those volume betting, right? Before we get in, back to our max plays, we dive deep into the NFL. It's about to be 11.30, 11.45, maybe even a noon episode. This might be a two-hour two hour episode. Who the fuck knows? We're going right now. But what I will tell you, and I don't want to cut myself off because I'm feeling good. The energy's rolling. Why wouldn't I just be windy? Fuck it. That all being said, volume betting. I know I just dissed out a shitload of plays. Follow me on the Action app. I have them all rated, three stars down to one star. Everything there is for you. And what I would suggest, start with my three stars. I think I have six or seven. Start with those and do your small unit. If you have a hundred bucks in your account, put $5 on it. It's okay. You don't have to be a big baller. You, you don't have to smash in 50, 100 bucks on plays like a lot of us professionals do. It's okay. You don't, it's all right, man. You can build a bankroll slowly, but steadily, but surely, and continue to build it up. And then you get to 200 in the account. Let's kick it up to 10 bucks mm-hmm. this week. We get up to 400 in account. Hey, let's kick it up to 25 this week. Shit, we're up over 500. Let's kick it up to those $50 units. We can start getting more successful. Stick to that. And that's what I would recommend. Start with those. Start with a small unit size, whatever, 1%, 2%. You want to get a little more risky, 5% of your bankroll. Do not go over 5%. Do not get wild. I know it sucks sometimes. I had to grind it up myself. It's how I learned. It's how I started you have to start at the bottom in the baseline and sometimes $5 bets or are the best way Mm -hmm. to get the steam rolling down the tracks. So my advice to you, uh, my units for this weekend, full transparency, I went uh, 25 units on or 25 data on uh, the college football because I do have, um, uh, I had a great weekend last weekend and we're continuing it on and then uh, $50 full units so those are my half units i i uh i on college football i keep it at the 25 because i just bumped it up for college football and uh keeping it right around the 50 ballpark for some nfl but that all being said that just lets you know hey i'm confident in this shit i'm not putting two dollars down on this shit i'm not just (laughs) i'm not just giving you guys bullshit so that all being said that's what i would recommend with some of those volume bets start small start short and then work your way long into the two-star plays if you want to get a little bit deeper that all being said all of the ttl cruise college football picks of the weekend i'll show them here in just a little bit show them once we get into the okay. nfl we'll get through the nfl then we'll recap all of the best bets of the day all right so back to our mags picks our mags best bets of the day now into the nfl now my friends this one's going to go a lot smoother i do believe and a lot shorter because we line up on quite a lot and there's one extra that 
I'm not over the moon on that you have, and there's one extra that you're not over the moon that I have. Right. So it's pretty similar with what we got. And then I got a teaser to dish out to you guys. I dished it out last week. We missed it by one leg. I'm very, very confident in this one this week. So I got one coming at you again. You just relax. But please, partner, indulge us. Get us started. I'll piggyback if we're matching up on one. Let's get into the NFL Best Bets of the Weekend. Alrighty, to kick it off, I'll kick it off with the one game where we don't match up on. Uh, but like you said, you are leaning a little bit here. But I've got two plays coming out of this one. I am going to Denver and Jacksonville in the old beautiful city of Jacksonville this week. Going to be under 45 and a half points and the Jacksonville Jaguars plus six. And now you might be calling me crazy after what we saw last week. But this is an overreaction uh, spread for sure. Theme of the show, yeah, if theme you of the will show, today. But this is one of the bigger overreaction lines, in my opinion. Uh, a lot of projections I'm seeing, projection models, predict this closer to a three-point spread here in favor of the Broncos. We said it on Wednesday. I would not back Teddy Two Gloves anything over a field goal. Right. And, uh, you know, on top of that... Denver traveling to Jacksonville, I think, is going to be an issue. Defense will be gassed. Jacksonville has a high-tempo offense, and, you know, I'll use my own team as an example. They played in Jacksonville, and within a quarter, the defense was absolute hands on the hips. It was I think it was 10 nothing, and the hands were on the hips, gassed, and they were doomed from that point on. And mm-hmm. despite how good I think this Denver defense is, I think they are going to be out of breath this entire game. And on top of that, Broncos 1-5 ATS last six meetings with the Jaguars. The underdog is 6-2 and two ATS last eight meetings. The under, to go over my total, under is 5-0 and oh in Denver's last five as a road favorite. Under is 7-1-1 and one and one in Denver's last nine after allowing less than 15 points in their previous game. So I think this Denver defense can hold this Jacksonville offense, or yeah, excuse me, the offense down. And I think this Jacksonville off, uh, defense is going to look pretty decent against this Denver offense that you know like we kind of said earlier they ended up putting 27 points up on the Giants but there was a big big run for Melvin Gordon it was more of a 10-7 13-7 game for a long time in that game and I think both teams maybe one of them gets to 20-23 points but overall I think we've got a Jacksonville plus six cover I might even be psychotic enough to go Jacksonville money line here but I love the plus six points, and I love the under 45 and a half here, partner. I wouldn't call you psychotic at all and uh, get a little bit more confidence going on there, pal, because I'm all over this with you too, my man. You're I thinking, I hope, I and oh, I believe I'm all over it with you here. I'll give you some backing, my friend. I absolutely love the plus six. I think this is a damned overreaction. Mm-hmm. There is no way I am backing Teddy Two Gloves. Anything over field goal. I already told you that. We talked about it on Wednesday. We talked about this game on Wednesday, that this yep. was probably going to be one you would see in our bet slips in the side of the Jags. And boy, oh boy, my partner's got them both. I think that humidity does ride pretty heavily too yep. onto the under. So last thing I forgot to mention, there could be some storms in here, mm. which should play even harder to mm. the under and keep it a tight game. That all being said, forgot my about friends, that. Our Mag's first two best bets of the day. He is taking the Jags versus Broncos. Broncos versus Jags in Jacksonville under 45 and a half total points. And he's also taking the Jacksonville Jaguars Duval at plus six. Partner. Let them have number two. All righty. So we're going to start lining up here a little bit, Patna. And we are going, once again, a little bit of an overreaction line. We are going to the Panthers and 
Saints, and we are taking the Panthers with the points, plus three and a half. It is in Carolina. People are sleeping on the Carolina Panthers, and I know they didn't look out of control spectacular in week one against the Jets, but they took care of business. The game was a little further away than what the final score would lead you on to believe. That defense looked pretty damn solid, and maybe you can say it's a rookie quarterback, whatever, fooey. I still think this defense is going to look solid today, excuse me, today, on Sunday. And, uh, you know, the Saints had a great game plan against my Packers in week one, but a lot of, uh, you know, a giant recipe of bad news for the Saints or for the Packers against the Saints. I don't think we're going to see the same story here. This is a division game. I think it's going to be a tight, gritty game. The underdog is actually 11-3 and ATS, last 14 meetings between these teams. A lot of those are the Carolina Panthers, but, uh, you know, nonetheless, I love these three and a half points. People are eating up the Saints after what they saw in week one. That is an overreaction. Saints are still a solid team, but... They aren't that good, and you know what? We're not, I wouldn't even say worries me. What I am going to be pissed off to be seen is that this Panthers team might look good in this game, and then people are going to be like, does this mean the Packers are even worse than we thought? And I'm going to say, nope, fuck you. We'll be fine. But uh, Panthers plus three and a half is one of my favorite picks of the entire weekend partner. Holy shit, I didn't think that's where you were going, but that would be absolutely electrifying. I mean, that's if, how if that it happens. does happen, if they cover, it's going to be like that. That's how the media <laughs> happens, but I do believe they cover, and I, too, am on the Panthers plus three and a half with you because, ladies and gentlemen, this is an O-V-E-R-R-E-A-C-T-I-O-N. You know I've won a few spelling bees back in the day. Overreaction, 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 all the alarms flashing everywhere. This should alert the hell out of you. The Saints beat the mess Shouldn't out be this of easy. the Packers, and it should not be this easy. Nope. Wouldn't you know, the last two years, the opening game between the Saints and the Panthers have finished by exactly three points. Wow. With the Panthers covering those three points, wouldn't doggone, you know wouldn't you know that? I just don't know how the books do these things, and then everybody just wants to run to the opposite side. It just... Man, you know, it's almost as the books don't want to give you their money. But, hey, I don't know. Who the hell am I? Either way, New Orleans, 0-4 ATS last four week two games. You know, I'm a day of the week sucker trend for that sucker for those trends, but we can't have day of the week, but we got specific week in the NFL. Carolina, 8-2 ATS last 10 as a dog. You're damn right. They've been a dog in these matchups. And 4-1 ATS last five versus the NFC. Not to mention... You mentioned how the doggies do in this matchup between these two teams, but Carolina does terrific themselves. 5-2 and two ATS last seven meetings overall with the Saints. 39% of the bets on the Panthers plus 3.5 with a whopping 75% of actual money wagered on this game. Me and my partner hammer the shit out of Panthers plus 3.5. O-V-E-R-R-E-A-C-T-I-O-N. Partner, please if you will. <laughs> Number three. Actually four. Love the uh, spelling bee we got going on here, <laughs> but going to be going to a Midwest city here, Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts versus the LA Rams, Rams coming into Indy for this game. This is another one. We are taking the Colts plus the three and a half points. This is another one that uh, it shouldn't be this easy for the Rams to take care of business again. Not to, uh, you know, give you too many jams here, but I think the Bears might be as bad uh, as we saw on Sunday night. Yeah, and- I know. 
I and, know. Uh, you They're know, I think you terrible. might agree, especially their secondary at the very Go least. Go look at my shirt. Bears secondary <laughs> looked miserable. I think the Colts defense takes care of business here and keeps us to a field goal game, if not gets a win. I trust this Colts defense to bounce back and look really solid against this Rams team. And I think this offense will do enough in this one to handle the Rams. I mean, that Rams, the Bears were moving the ball. They just couldn't finish a couple drives. I think that's going to be a different story with the Colts tomorrow on Sunday. I keep getting my days mixed up here. Hey, but that's okay. That's Rams, okay. Rams, Rams, 0-4 ATS last four games games following a win of more than 14 points that is very much the case here and the Colts depth absolutely need this to get back on track if they start in an 0-2 hole partner oh. they are in a tough spot oh. and you know I oh. guess you can make the argument there the they sky might, is falling it is but you could still say that the you know they might be fine within their own division because the division does not look good however as far as the grand scheme of the AFC they need this to get back on track so Give me the points here, partner. I think they can get this win, but I, I at the very least, I think this is a three-point game, no doubt about it. Yeah, uh, opened up at four, bounced down to three and a half. Uh, that's what really keyed me in on this. Mm-hmm. That uh, should not have gotten easier for the Rams to cover nope. at all. Should not have lost the hook or gained the hook in the wrong direction, however you want to look at it. Everybody's going to see the Rams at that small, 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 coverable, easy spread after they destroyed the Bears last week and hammer the absolute mess out of it, and we ain't doing it. There is no reason to do that. And yes, partner, I do agree with you. The Bears are fraudulent. They are not going to be good at all this year, my friends. I hate to say it. Even putting Justin Fields in is not going to help. I I, I don't care what you want to say. That defense is is not doing anything in our favor. But we are not talking about the Bears. I might rant on them just a little bit a little (laughs) later on, my thoughts for this upcoming week. But I do believe that you saw on Sunday the Bears team rushing all over the Lions. Sure. All over the Lions. The Rams. Or, Or I'm sorry, all over the Rams. I'm sorry. And we talked about David Montgomery looks improved, but... Still, David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still a young guy in the league. He's not. He's not upper echelon. And I love D Mac. That is my guy. I love him. But eh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think that was a little fraudulent. Okay. And I think. Interesting. I think. Well, I, I think he continues that on. But I do. As far th- as being that dominant week in and week eh, out, eh. though. But I do think that the L.A. Rams defense being a little lackluster, I think that is going to loom large. Boston in, D coordinator. In, in that department, and the Blue Horseshoe has a much more dominant rushing attack than the Chicago yep. Bears, as much as I hate to say it. I think Jonathan Taylor has plenty of success. I think if he doesn't, Naeem Hines has plenty of success. And if he doesn't, then you're going to have uh, the third one. Who am I blanking on? Uh, Marlon Mack still? Yeah, Marlon Mack. They still have Marlon Mack. So the three uh, the three tandem there, that uh, they're going to get it done is what I'm trying to tell you. No question about it. Uh, you said the uh, Rams stat there. I'm glad you uh, pulled that one out there because I did find that one myself as well. But the Colts, 4-0 ATS, their last mm-hmm. four-week, two-game sucker for a week trend and my friends Colts plus three and a half getting 30 percent of the bets with 50 percent of actual money wagered on this game this is another sharp play from us please zag with us while everybody's zigging stack your money this weekend don't throw it out the fucking window you call us crazy it's fine but quote us later you better believe it. partner please after now number five how about another one that's uh there's absolutely Come no on. way that they can give us Come three on. easy layups Come on a minus three and a half team with a team that looked absolutely fantastic in week one. Well, these week one who? teams should absolutely destroy these minus three and a half spreads. And we're going to the Vikings and Cardinals. Oh, and Cardinals are going to whip their ass. The Vikings plus three and a half might be the more valuable play wah, here. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm, uh, I might have to see myself out after that one. A little, uh, a little over the top. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, Vikings, plus three and a half, man. Like I said, they, they just don't make these layup spreads like this for, uh, for anyone to just scoop up and take all of their money. The Vikings, uh, you know, they obviously, they obviously lost to the Bengals, but uh, I think this uh, Cardinals defense is going to regress from what we saw last week. <laughs> Cardinals defense might surprise us this year, but they are not going to be that dominant once again. I think their offense is going to be damn good all season long, but I think they will regress a little bit. And that's not to say that I think they're going to have a bad offensive day. They're just not going to look like the best offense in the world like they did last week. So on top of that, the Vikings, we said it already last week, I do believe, maybe even our recap on Tuesday, if I'm not wrong. These Vikings are going to continue to be in these tight, tight games. I think it's going to be at least a field goal game. This Vikings team, I mean, we CMO. obviously. Uh, yeah, and I, I just when you least expect them to come out and have a dominant win, they because they, I don't want to say that they have any strengths, but they don't really have any holes. They're, uh, you know, a. A complete team, I guess you could say, yeah. without having strengths, if that makes sense, which yeah. doesn't sound if, sensical, if but I think you know what I mean. strength, I would say the defensive secondary, and that's yeah. kind of what I'm going to target on here right. a little bit, too. Yeah, and I'll let you go ahead here. Last thing I'll say, Vikes 3-0-2, ATS last five meetings between these teams. The dog is 6-2-2, and two, ATS last 10 meetings in this game. Partner, go ahead. The pushes in that 3-0-2 stat were at a touchdown, minus 7 mm. and minus 10. So ah. uh, we're not even close to there. We ain't got to worry no, about sir. that at all. So that being said, my friends, this Vikings defense is way, 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 way better than the Titans. Yeah. Uh, they, if they do have a strength anywhere, it is their defensive secondary. They still have um, uh, Harrison, Harrison Smith, Harrison Smith. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. One of my favorite uh, safeties in the league. It's like every time I try and think of one of my favorite people on the pod, I just go blank in the mind. mind blank. I, don't I don't know, know dude. why, but they have a dominant, dominant, dominant secondary. And I'm not going to say that they're going to confuse Kyler Murray by any means, or put a ton of pressure on him with getting balls into spots. But I do think that they are going to give these Cardinals wide receivers are run for their money. Mm -hmm. They are definitely going to give a run for their money. D-Hop should have a damn good game, but all the other guys, I think they are going, I don't want to say struggle, but they're going to be a little more lackluster than they were high-flying, all right. of them getting a million yards sure. at once last week. Because that Titan secondary is very bad. Yeah. It's bad. The Titan secondary is absolutely terrible. We talked about it on the Titan season preview. That defense is lacking a lot. I think, though, they're going to turn around some areas, and uh, maybe I got to sure, play out sure, of that sure, game. Sure. Who knows? Either way, this Cardinals defense still loads of question marks in my mind. I do not trust them whatsoever. There were clearly issues with the Titans last week, why the Cardinals defense was so damn successful. I don't know that I'm buying into the Jones five sacks hype train right. yet. I really, really don't think I am. And I do believe that Kirk Cousins can easily carve up the Cardinals defense. I think so. I think you're going to see it. And I think Dalvin Cook rips loose a few times, too. Right. I think that's something you're going to have to be weary on. And just because the Cardinals had a good game, think about the names that I just mentioned. Those guys keep teams in games, and that is the name of their whole career right that's what they've done their whole career and i do believe that this is a severe overreaction way too easy for the cardinals mm -hmm. to cover and i will gladly be hammering the three and a half after it dropped down from four right. because <laughs> right. of the fact that 
the Vikings. Oh, I didn't have the split on this one. I'm going to have to get the split here in just a second. But I will tell you that Arizona is 2-4 and four ATS their last six versus the NFC. They're 3-7 and seven ATS in their last 10 overall. And the underdog in the last 10 meetings between these two teams is 6-2-2 two, and two ATS. And the current bet money splits right now. Minnesota's only getting 39% of the bets that people don't like, but they're getting 45% actual money wagered on this game. Give me skull. I'm not going to say that. With the but. Minnesota Vikings <laughs> because I need a win and I need the, the vibes to be rocking. Okay. So Minnesota Vikings, as much as I hated to just say that, mm. that did feel a little weird. Plus three and a half. All right, partner. Is that all yours? You got one more. I got one more, oh, partner. You do We're have both one on more. this We're one. on this one as well. Alrighty, Lock so this one's a little bit different, but in a way it is slightly similar in my eyes here. As far as the line, you might be wondering why we're going to this one. We're going to the Chargers over the Dallas Cowboys. We are taking the Chargers on their spread. I believe you caught it minus two and a half. I got it minus three. I still like that much more. And this, I have beaten the, been beating the drum. I think this is a little bit of an overreaction here o -B -E -R -R -E -A -C -T -I -O -N. because... O-B-E-R-R-E-A-C-T-I-O-N. Yes, it is. Because this Cowboys team looked great on Thursday night in prime time against the defending Super Bowl champs. And wouldn't you think the Cowboys might be, uh, you know, maybe a little minus sign next to their name or at least close to a pick em. Mm. These books want you to take the Cowboys. They want you to take the points. They want you to take the money line. But make no mistake, this Chargers team is by far a more complete team on defense. Uh, maybe not on all. I mean, the Cowboys offense is, is very, very solid. But I think this Chargers offense is also really, really solid. But I'm talking from top to bottom, this Chargers team is more complete. Mm -hmm. Cowboys just lost Dexter Lawrence. That is a huge blow to their defense. Demarcus Lawrence. What did I say? Dexter. Dexter, my bad. Demarcus <laughs> Lawrence. And, uh, yeah, I think this Chargers team, sh I, I think it's going to be high scoring. I might be interested in this over, but uh, I don't really think the Chargers have any holes on this team, whereas the Cowboys, they have some very strong strengths, but they certainly do have some holes. Cowboys, 1-6 ATS last seven after passing for more than 250 yards in their previous game, and they sure did that in uh, Tampa Bay last week, so... Give me the uh, give me the laying of the points here with the Chargers, pal, and I got no issues with this one. This one, I, I love them all, so I won't even say this is my favorite one, but it's right up there. The Demarcus Lawrence injury definitely looms large in my mind. Mm -hmm. I would agree with you there. I think they have to come up with a tad bit of a different defensive scheme to fill that hole. That is a huge hole for Dallas to fill, no question about it. But one thing that just is sending me into oblivion as to why I had to hammer them as soon as I saw it at two and a half, the Anthony Lynn anchovies are off of the L.A. Chargers pizza, my yes. friend. It is out of the fucking door. They lose that game 10 times out of 10 last week against the football teams in the years prior. They would lose this game if Anthony Period. Lynn was still there. This game, I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys, but the Chargers, much more complete team. They are 150% healthy on the defensive mm -hmm. side of the ball. And they are going to give Dak some problems. They are not the Tampa Bay defense. You might say, Colt, Tampa Bay defense, they're the best one in the league. What the hell's going on? What are you talking about? No, they dealt with some serious, serious injuries in week one and had to slot some guys in at certain positions that you saw Dak target because right. he knew that. 
He's not going to get that luxury against the Chargers here this week, and I think the Chargers absolutely destroy them. It might be tight early. Cowboys fans and betters might be excited early, but eventually the Chargers are going to pull away in beautiful L.A. because they're 5-0 ATS in their last five overall, and Dallas doesn't play them well. They're 1-4 ATS in their last five meetings with the Chargers. Give me every bit of the bolts. Minus two and a half. I love or it. Minus three. I love it. Either that's way. all I got. All right, my friend. So that's all of your best bets. That's all I got. All right. So obviously uh, we line up on a lot. <laughs> so I'll skip all of those for mine. Save some time here. I only got one more to give you guys. Yes, sir. So right back to my best bets of the day. Quickly, fastly, in a hurry. One to lay down. My partner's still a little tentative on this one. He was a little more tentative on Wednesday. I've got him a little less aggressive with his tone. Eh, horse shit. I ain't buying it. But what I'm saying is that we might have him sliding over, and I suggest you guys slide over too because... I'm still staying away. All right. Well, <laughs> we have a very high-quality guest coming on uh, the... Oh, shit. Shit. I Come gave on. a guest away. I might give a guest away here in a little bit, but uh, he's not going to be on for a long time. Yeah. Uh, not a super long time. But either way, going to the matchup between the Tennessee Titans and the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking the Tennessee Titans plus five and a half or plus six and a half. Whatever you're finding at your book, I am comfortable with five and a half. No question about it. Sharps have hit this spread multiple, multiple times throughout the course of the week. And it has smashed down to four and a half one time. It came back, stuck at five and a half for a while. It's back up to six and a half. I-L-O-V-E in all caps, the six and a half. Now, what I was mentioning there uh, in regards to a potential guest, uh, woke up first thing this morning and friend of the show, Mark Drumheller, um, Yahoo sports personality and, um, does loads of other things. A lot of radio. Yeah. A lot of radio. And I'll tell you guys all about that. Obviously when I introduce him, yes, he's going to be a guest on wise words. It's going to be a little while down the road, but that all being said, he wrote an article, uh, on three solid, solid, solid underdogs. Oh, wouldn't you know it? The Jaguars mags is on them. The Vikings plus three and a half. We're on both of them. And the Titans plus five and a half or six and a half. I'm on them. So, friend of the show, Mark Drumheller, just absolutely knocking it out of the park for us here today. That being said, he made me and any readers of that aware that any time last year that the Titans closed over three, three and a half even point dogs, they won those games outright last year. Not to mention, he also brought to my attention... Seattle is two and five ATS last seven as more than a three and a half point favorite. So I think this is the exact spot where you got to take the Titans. And I do have a little bit more than that. I as well think this is another O-V-E-R-R-E-A-C-T-I-O-N. I'm going to get good as shit at spelling yeah, the reaction go. by the end of this one. <laughs> I do believe that the Titans are going to get, get it cleaned up a little bit on the defensive mm-hmm. side of the ball. I think that they were a little too overconfident last week, and they got smacked right in the mouth when they did not expect it. The offense looked ridiculous. Taylor Lewan got pushed on his ass by Buda Baker. Like, it was a fucking mess in Tennessee last week, and I think this line is a complete overreaction to that. Uh, if you're John Q. Sample, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, oh, geez, Russ and Tyler Lockett were ripping the cover off. Well, hey, 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 you might want to go back and look that uh, old DK didn't have a catch until the fourth quarter. So if by some reason that the Titans defense can figure anything out at all, then uh, I think that they'll be just fine. But I'm not really keen on the defense. I'm keen on the offense. 
that I believe is going to get back to the form that we saw last year and in the years prior under Vrabel and anybody who has been the offensive coordinator there. That being said, I know Arthur Smith is out, but still got plenty of prowess in the previous quarterback coach. I don't know why I'm blanking right now. Either way, I love this offense to tick right back up where they left off, and I think that this is going to be kind of a running blood ball kind of game. Why do I say that? It's supposed to be nasty, spit and rain, disgusting in Seattle over the weekend, so I think this plays right into King Henry's hands. He sees his stat line from last week, roll yeah. tide. He ain't going to let that happen again, and the Seattle Seahawks rushing defense is not anything to write home about. Actually, pretty similar to the Cardinals rushing defense, and, and they're they're fraudulent. I'm not buying that yet. I'm not buying that whatsoever, and I think Derrick Henry has plenty, plenty of success. Last but certainly not least, the Seahawks 1-5 ATS last six following an ATS win. 1-5 ATS last six first eight team with a losing record. I know it's only been one week, but they still got a losing record, and the Seahawks do not play well against losing record teams. Do not let this number slip by you, my friends. Do not hammer the Seahawks. You will be sorely disappointed. This is yet another overreaction brand of the week, much like my partner's plus six on the Jags. I love the Tennessee Titans, plus six and a half. All righty. I think it's really the rain and the sloppiness that might push. Closer to a field goal. Yeah, but in my eyes, it's not even. I'm not even overacting to the Titans because I do think the Titans will figure things out and get better here. I just think it's a bad matchup for them, man. But at the end of the day, that rain really has me thinking that it's going to make it a uh, exactly what you said. So I, I do like your analysis. I like it. But if it was a clear day, I would I think I would absolutely be hammering the mess out of the Seahawks because I just think it's a bad matchup for this Titans secondary. And I think, uh, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you totally, but I do think the Seahawks defense might be better than uh, people are expecting. So I'm going to stay away here, but uh, I do like what you got going on. I'm not buying it. I think it's way too much of an overreaction. I watched a lot of uh, the runback of the Seattle uh, on the defensive side of the ball, man. It's just names. It's just names at this point right now. They're not doing exactly what they need to be doing. They looked lost in a few key spots. And if they do that at all against the offense, they'll, they'll cover them up. And Oh, number two used to be number 11. Julio Jones was non-existent last week. Mm -hmm. I don't think that happens again here. Okay. I'm not buying into it. So I think the offense, it's just overall improvements. And this one to me ends in a field goal and it's kind of that nasty grind it back and forth kind of game so Alrighty. there you go my fifth and final best bet obviously partner does not give a damn about my other one and i'm backing all of his jack wires so there you go i mean there you've you talked have... me out of taking the seahawks though to a stay away okay so. okay so hey, hey, hey that wasn't even close on wednesday so i'm doing a little bit better maybe i just got to get a little bit harder and jabbier nah. with my insights and analysis we'll nah. get you all the way we'll over but either way you might see it in this bet slip on Sunday morning. You won't. I've seen this. You won't. I've seen this man change. <laughs> it's his more mind likely you'll see the Seahawks in there than the Titans. That is the goofiest thing I've ever heard in my life. But either way, if you want to uh, lose two bets going to pose me this weekend, hammer in the Miami Hurricanes minus six and a half and the Seattle Seahawks minus six and a half. Oh, same spreads. What do you know? No, hmm, no idea. Keeping it moving right along, ladies and gentlemen. That does it for all of our mags best bets of the day and all of my best bets of the day now uh we just went now and a half of picks holy shit we had a ton of everything ton of analysis everything in between what do you say partner um we're 11 30 you think we can sneak in the uh money line dice roll you think we're all good get uh time for a little sidebar a little motivation minutes fuck all it. good get us out of here by noon yeah let's do it all right fuck it why not so before we do 
Let's just have a loaded Friday show. It's a beautiful Friday. It's a great Friday. We'll just go closer to two hours. Who the hell cares? We already talked about it as it's going to be that web before we even start this yeah. nonsense. Too many damn picks and plays and shit. All that being said, before we go anywhere, rip out your sports books. Open your eyes wide. You really don't need your ear holes unless you are listening, I will tell you. But that all being said, for the first time, live in primetime now, after we've talked all about him, we're going back NFL first, and then I'll show you the college football. The, or this upcoming weekend's, TTL Cruise, best bets from the NFL. Here they are. There you see them. TTL Cruise, best NFL bets for week two of the regular season. Right above us, right there, you see our mags picks on the left side of your screen. He is taking the Jaguars, plus six. Denver and Jacksonville as well in that game, under 45 and a half. He's taking the Panthers, plus three and a half. Colts, plus three and a half. Vikings, plus three and a half. And the Chargers, minus three. Opposite of that, on the other side of your screen, right side of your screen, you see my picks got five coming at you i'm also taking the colts plus three and a half panthers plus three and a half vikings plus three and a half and the chargers minus two and a half and differing from my partner i am taking the titans plus six and a half or whatever the current best line you're finding that's your book one more time ladies and gentlemen theme of this week week two of the nfl regular season o-v-e-r-r-e-a-c-t-i-o-n Overreaction. Lock them in. Hammer them home. Sprinkle a little bit of dough down. Whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get this weekend's NFL TTL crew best bets in it. Whatever the current line is on your favorite sports book. All right. Keeping it moving. Keeping it grooving. Steve. Now into the college football best bets of the weekend from both me and my partner. Here they are. TTL crews. College football. Week three best bets. Now, right above us. You see the money line dice, but don't focus there too much. Let's go over to that side of the screen. My picks, all of them. Get through them real quick because there's a boatload of them. 14 in general, but there's edges everywhere. Value high and low, mm-hmm. and I think you need to play them. Tonight, Louisville plus six and a half. Tomorrow, Cincinnati Bearcats minus three and a half. West Virginia Mountaineers minus two and a half. Michigan State Spartans in the TTL Crew Showdown plus six and a half. Kansas State Wildcats plus two and a half. Purdue Boilermakers plus seven and a half. Alabama versus Florida over 59 and a half total points. Tulsa Golden Hurricane plus 24 and a half. Washington State Cougars plus eight and a half. San Diego State Aztecs plus nine. Florida International University Panthers plus 20 and a half. Virginia Cavaliers plus seven and a half. Central Michigan Chippewas plus 19. And the Oklahoma State Cowboys plus three and a half. On the opposite side of your screen, above that, right up here, you see R Max picks. He is two on Cincinnati, minus three, but is comfortable with it at the minus three and a half because the Bearcats need to get it done no matter what. Miami, he is differing on me. The TTL Cruz showdown, minus six. He wishes, if the wishes were for fishes, the world would be an ocean. Michigan State, he is also taking versus Miami in this game under 56 and a half total points. He is also with me on the Washington State Cougs, plus eight and a half. He is opposite of me not really opposite of me just targeted some additional value Kent State flashes golden flashes plus 22 and a half and the BYU Cougars plus three and a half lock those in hammer those home sprinkle those a little bit of dough down just make sure you get 
this weekend's TTL Crew CFB best bets in it, whatever the current line is on your favorite sports book. All right, there we go. There you see it, but you see it right here, ladies and gentlemen. Minnesota, Colorado, FSU, Wake Forest, and Moneyline Dice above them. What could this be? Are you kidding me? It's time to bring the cubicle objects, our favorite cubicle objects on this planet, live to today's show. And they are here, the Moneyline Dice, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the Moneyline Dice roll. Now, we have two college matchups for these wonderful dice to roll on here now producer colt has had his toes crossed the entire 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 was gonna get there i wanted to leave them like this first please and thanks (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i was trying to help you out i appreciate you so (laughs) producer colt i wanted to show everything all in ones here Mm. uh but if i can't then we'll do that but wanted to show you guys everything i'll see if i can get the doggone thing on the screen. It was really jacking with me last week. And as far as producing, everything's gone so far. It hasn't been so hot. So we'll see how it goes. I'm not going to waste a bunch of time. If it fucks up the first time, I'm out of there. I'm done. I'm gone. And we're getting back into the money line dice roll. So partner, as I do this one quick foul swoop, please indulge us. What's going on with the two money line dice rolls for this weekend? Alrighty. So first one we'll stop at is going to be Minnesota at Colorado. This is a noon Eastern game, it appears. And the Golden Gophers are uh, are the dogs. Uh, these lines are a little tricky here or a little deceptive. I'm not let me pull up Fandle to make sure I got the right numbers. Because Action App is saying that they are both plus two and a half. That is certainly not the case. And we shall see. Minnesota is Minnesota is come on now. This is ugly. What's that? Uh, the action plus, app was saying they're both plus two and a half. Colorado's the favorite, right? Yeah, Colorado's okay. minus two and a half. Minus two and a half. All right. Over under is 48 and a half. Minnesota is plus 116 on the money line. Minnesota is getting 51% of the bets. So very close there. But Colorado's getting 59% of the money, 10% differential there. So a little bit of money coming in on Colorado. Couple of action app predictors have this being predicted close to a pick'em. And the old Minnesota Golden Gophers and these Colorado Buffaloes. They are interestingly, we got Big Ten Pac 12. Minnesota actually reminds me of a Pac-12 team, while Colorado actually reminds me of a Big Ten team. Minnesota has scored 31 points in each of their last two games, and their defense is a little spotty. While Colorado, they've played no co North, uh, Northern Colorado, so that's an FCS team, beat them 35-7, but then had a grindy, gritty game against A&M. Texas A&M lost 7-10 at home. So I'm really interested to see what we see here. I don't know what to expect. I honestly don't know how, don't know which way I'm leaning. I am more than happy to let the dice decide for us in this one. And for the second matchup, we are going Florida State at Wake Forest. Florida State coming in 0 and. Two straight up and one and one against the spread. Wake Forest coming in two and zero, oh, but zero oh and two against the spread. They have played a couple of uh, cupcakes so far: Old Dominion and I believe that is Norfolk State. I could be wrong in that one. Either way, we've got Nor uh, we've got Wake Forest minus four and a half on the spread. Over under over under is right up at sixty two and a half. Florida State plus one seventy on the money line with Wake Forest coming in at minus two hundred. So very interested to see what's going on here. 
Uh, the big money is coming in, uh, or slightly big money coming in on Florida State. 59% of bets on Florida State, 60% of the money. Uh, so the public and the money is coming in on Florida State. Not sure what to expect from them. This could be an overreaction line. Obviously, Florida State coming off of a brutal loss to an FCS school in a heartbreaking fashion. Kind of a rock-bottom spot last week for this Florida State pro program. Meanwhile, Wake Forest, they obviously faltered at the end of the season last year, but they did make a nice bowl game. Lost to Wisconsin, but uh, they've got some high hopes to bounce back here and make a season of it. And this is going to have to be a nice win for them to keep the track steaming down. While Florida State, if they lose this, they uh, might as well throw their season in the trash. Appears we might be a no-go partner. Last try right here. Um, okay. it, it was showing up, but it's just it's glitching, and I don't want to show you guys yeah. like just some BS video. So, um, and it has officially stopped. So, yeah, screw it. Um, you'll just have to believe us, and I'll run up. Uh, I'll I'll run up here in a little while, okay. and I'll show you guys everything here in the the whatchamacallit while uh you cut a quick promo. So that all being said, my friends, first matchup. Just so we have a little bit of dice action going on here. Uh, first matchup. We are going is the Minnesota Golden Gophers and the Colorado Buffaloes. Yes, now, sir. you guys know the drill. We have the Homer Way dice. First things first. The second one is the Moneyline ATS dice and then the Wild Card die. I wish I could show this to you guys, but it's got every single possibility. Over, under, Moneyline, Home and Away, and ATS Home and Away. So, as always, we will start with Homer Away. Are we taking the... Ski you ma, row the boat on the road, or are we gonna take the Buffaloes to keep charging at home? We will find out in three and two in one. The home team Buffaloes. Home team Colorado Buffaloes. Money line or ATS for the Buffaloes. Money line, minus 135. Money line, Buffaloes, money line. Now, for the wild card roll, double down, roll again, or to the total in three and two and one. ATS home, home ATS. so that is so, doubling down. It, it yeah, we'll consider it doubling down. Yeah. So are we going so. to the spread then? Minus two and a half. Uh yeah yeah doubling yeah. down on yeah. the old because they double they doubled down on it. So they yeah. went the spread. Yep, they went with it for sure. Right. Uh, I can I can dig it. I don't know about you, but I can dig it. Beefaloes minus two and a half. Now next game on tap: Florida State Seminoles coming off of a brutal loss to the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. Uh now. Get to play the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest. Yes, Are we going to be taking the home team Deacons or the away team Knowles? We all find out in three, in two, in one. Away team Florida State. Actually, not uh, not to uh, take words out of your mouth, but uh, did have a little bit of interference there. And we're having some fucking issues with the headphones here now, too, which is just absolutely terrific. So let me get that out re -roll? of Reroll? Yeah. Okay. Nice reroll. In one. Oh, boy. Motherfucker. In one. There we go. Okay, they went the Florida away. State. They say they Florida, Florida State. State. Overreaction right. as hell, boys. All right, money line or ATS? Money line plus one seventy. Okay. okay, okay. And wild card roll. Away money line, doubling the fuck away down. Away money line. Plus now that was even harder. That was even right. harder. Okay. All right, dice. The dice have spoken! If you want a guaranteed take two tickets to the window this weekend, no question about it, lock in right now per the Moneyline dice. 
the Colorado Buffaloes minus two and a half, and the Florida State Seminoles overreaction Friday. Seriously, man. Money line at plus 170. Thank you, Dice. I love it. Thank, Thank you, you Dice. Dice. Now, partner, quickly, before we wrap up the rest of the show, we get into sidebars, we get into minutes. I want to make sure these fine folks have an opportunity to see the money line, Most Dice. Most definitely. And as I do that, because it always makes me so irritated when that happens, we'll do this real quick. Uh, if you could cut just a quick promo, I'll slide back in. We'll wrap the show up. All right, most definitely. So if you would like your own money line, Dice, to roll alongside the crew or by yourself, we have been doing this for uh, the better part of a year now, uh, well before we showed our show. Uh, you didn't leave obs up but it looks like you should be uh right on there so <laughs> if you want your own dice you can go to moneylinedice.com and oh, yeah. on top of the old moneyline oh, yeah. dice they have many <laughs> other fantastic products they have a scoring book uh ufc scoring book that is they have a bet tracking book and they have a gorgeous black and gold moneyline hat and if you would like any of those options, you can get 10% off at checkout by putting in TTL10 at checkout. That is TTL10, TTL10 for 10% off your order of Moneyline Dice and to start rolling alongside the crew every which way, every single day, partner. Meet us in the dice at the pay window. Go to moneylinedice.com. Hey, if you forgot any of that, we make it super easy for you. Go to this episode's description. Hit the moneylinedice.com link. It's the second one you'll see down there. Take you to moneylinedice.com. The coupon code, the coupon my partner has told you about, TTL10, 10% off your first order. Moneylinedice.com. Start cashing tickets with the best cubicle objects out there. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. All right, my friends. Now it is official. This is the time we have not gone this long for quite a while. We've been rocking and rolling. What do you got? What are you? What are you doing? Have the dice spoke? Did you miss me? Do all of that? You didn't say that. You said the dice have spoken. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. You are that. Then and then that's when I went. I if you want a guaranteed, take two tickets to the window. Lock in right now. Colorado Buffaloes. You said the dice have spoken though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was cutting a promo. Hey, I'm Sorry, just dude. over here. I was uh, cutting a promo. No, Sorry, I didn't was, hear you. That was after your promo, Papa. I did it as soon as they rolled. <laughs> <laughs> all right. you're off in the next millennium so it might be time to end this year podcast but before Fuck. we do quickly partner actually that does it all uh money line dice everything in between so let me take that out of the way okay partner anything burning on the brain melting on the heart festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 127 of the ttl pod on this bea beautiful friday of bets also known as september 17th 2021. Alrighty, so September 17th, you say, is not a bad day in Mr. Sports history here. We've got a handful okay. of days here on September 17th. I'll speed right through oh. them. I'll go backwards here. 2004, Barry Bonds hits home run number 700. Uh, joins the 700 club. 1984, Reggie Jackson is the 13th player to hit 500 home runs. So that does it for the MLB. Then back to 1967, the Saints play their first NFL game, losing to the LA Rams. 1961, the Vikings play their first NFL game, beat the Bears 37-13. 1950, the 49ers play their first NFL game. And that about does it for those teams. But on 19, in 1920, our beautiful league, the NFL, was born in Canton, Ohio, where 12 teams paid $100 each to join. At the time, it wasn't quite the NFL yet. It was two years. It was the NFL, but they didn't call it the NFL. It was two years before they actually called it the National Football League. But nonetheless, the NFL was born on this day in 1920. And the fellows were sitting around on the infamous 
Pupmobile, Pup-mobile. if you will. Uh, Jay Leno has one of the last ones around. How do we know that? Because we are big fans of Peyton's Places uh-huh. and uh, big fans of NFL history in general. So, hey, partner. Thank you for that NFL history and sports history in general on this day in beautiful September 17, mm, 2021. Most definitely. All right, my friends. Outside of that, nothing uh, major looks like here. A uh, few couple things. Uh, Odell is for sure out. That's already been uh, predicted. Marquise Browns looks like he will be a full go for uh, Sunday night. Will Fuller will not play, even though he was back, had the right. suspension week one. He will not play. It is due to a personal issue per Brian Flores. But outside of that, nothing crazy to talk about. So let's give you a couple of updates. Motivation Minutes get y'all on out of here. All right. A couple uh, key things wanted to mention to you. I know we mentioned them on uh, yesterday's show. If you did tune in, you were expecting them. But we are now hour and 47 minutes into this shindig, and I don't think I could possibly squeeze out another pick out of my brain no. right now. So UFC picks will be on tap. I will be sure to uh, either put those out tonight or tomorrow morning to let you guys know for sure what's going on there. But we will have that uh, for you guys on tap. Um, I don't know exactly which way I'm leaning. There's a few that I'm questioning. There's a few that I really like. So just be sure to stay tuned in. I'll put those on the Action app, and then they'll also be on the uh, TalkingTheLine.com website, Today's Best Bets tab. Hell of a time to remind you guys. To hit that link tree in this episode's description if uh, you want to check out all of our additional content, all of our social platforms. You can also just go to TalkingTheLine.com, like I just mentioned, and uh, check out all of our content, all of the latest and greatest stuff in regards to TTL. Outside of that, uh, we do have the updates for The Daily Show, Monday, Thursday, Friday, business as usual. Friday will be the longer episodes with a boatload of picks. Sometimes they might be a little shorter, but when I find that much value, got to dish it out to you guys. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, NFL prior week recap. Uh, Wednesday, NFL upcoming week recap. Turn that over so that doesn't flash in my eyes again. And another reminder, if you haven't hit the old playlist button and seen the Wise Words podcast, you're not privy to it. Hey, you know about it now. We just released our second official episode. The third one comes out next Wednesday, the 22nd. But we have our first two guests, Joe D'Amico and Preston Johnson, both mm-hmm. legendary names in the sports gambling community. So if you want to get some good insights, good analysis, we coined it Wise Words. Wise guys, given that stone cold insights analysis, some of the most sought after guys in the industry, you guys are going to continue to have your minds blown with who we have the opportunity to have on and have conversations with. So there you go. There you have it. Check out Wise Words episode number two. It is also available on Apple and Spotify or whatever your favorite podcast directory might be. That all being said, my friends, Got nothing else for you. Got no other updates. Nothing else I can tell you about. But I do have one final thing to give you. Do you? And that is something that I cherish the most on most on this pod. If I am being uh, so frank, so honest, I still have a little bit of inspiration, a little motivation dish out for you kind folks. And you got two whole days before you see me again. So I got to give you some good stuff. I got to give you some some stone cold stuff to get you through the weekend. Now, you know I, I lay it down every day, but we got something to discuss today. Now, first things first, it's time for my motivation minutes of the day. And we're going to stay a little bit more high level today, my friends. Now, last few days, I have 
gone down quite a few rabbit holes, given us a lot of stuff to think about, a lot of different this, that, and the other. Oh, boy. We went uh, hit some golf balls yesterday. I'm uh, I'm feeling it in the old lats. Yeah. Let me tell you that. Um, that all being said, Fridays, kind of consistently now, I've been um, utilizing the Daily Coach. Now, this was not uh, a Friday article. This is not the same um, notes of an elder. It's a totally different one, but I still highly suggest, if you haven't yet, go check out the Daily Coach. And that also being said, this was from, um, let's see, Noah Weinberg's 48 points to gain wisdom. Now, they picked out the main 10, and I think they did a hell of a job because I was sitting here reading them um, two mornings ago, I believe it was, and I said, that's how I got to finish the week. So they are 10 main points of how to gain wisdom and how to level up your life, if you will. So Listen up. Uh, you might have to uh, rewind back a little bit, or maybe you just subscribe to The Daily Coach so you can start getting this stuff yourself. So, number one, introduce yourself to yourself. Don't go through life making assumptions about who you are. Take time to know before a crisis comes along and forces the issue. The power of awe, number two. In the face of the Grand Canyon or a hurricane, we feel exhilaratingly small. It's the power of awe. Seek the power of awe. Three, mastering fear. Roller coasters and horror movies. We pay damn good money to be scared out of our wits. Harness the energy of fear and use it for positive purposes. Number three, mastering fear. Number four, true charisma. Humility is not an inferiority complex. It's doing the right thing and not being dependent on the opinion of others. Five, total concentration. Don't read about wisdom in a book. Find an expert, watch how he works, and do how he does. Six, think about it. We make snap decisions or may mull over decisions for far too long. Become skilled at a happy medium of decision making. Seven, apply business acumen to living. A business has to function at maximum efficiency, applying those same core principles to put your pursuit of a great personal and spiritual life. Eight, the art of conversation. People today are busier than ever. Conversation time is diminishing. Is anyone out there even listening? Number nine, conquer frustration. It's a tough world and we have to be persistent. Accept the frustration as a challenge. And begin to love it. Number 10. Know your place. Every person has a unique contribution to make in this world. Figure out your role in the grand scheme of it all. Noah Weinberg's 10 Ways to Gain Wisdom. And that does it for my Motivation Minutes of the Day. Solid stuff, my man. Love the Daily Coach uh, references, as always. Short and to the point. Didn't want to give any of my own perspective on that sure. because uh, I think those are powerful enough in and of themselves. Most definitely. And, uh, you know, we are getting closer to the noon hour here, so just wanted to uh, keep it nice and tight. And uh, that wasn't even my plan originally, and that's exactly how it ended up working. So uh, go back, listen to those. If you missed any of those, listen to them again, write them down, or, hey, subscribe to The Daily Coach, too, because – Nothing but good stuff like that coming out all of the time. And I might just have to go buy uh, Noah Weinberg's book because I really like those 10. And if those are only 10 out of 48, I think I could find yeah. some value in yeah. there, my friends. And me being a betting man, I'm all about that value. So that all being said, that officially does it for my Motivation Minutes of the Day, my friends.
anything else on your mind, partner? Anything else I missed in between now and the last time uh, we had discussed anything? <laughs> a couple seconds ago, Zach Ertz uh -huh. actually will be ready to play on Sunday. Full go, Zach Ertz. Fly, Eagles, fly. All right, my friend. So, that's all I got. Nothing else in my ballpark. So, it's about time to send you folks on about your Fridays and into the weekends the only way we know how. So, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide, from myself and Mags. Thank you so much for stopping by episode number 127 of the TTL pod. No, we're a little bit windier than usual, but hey, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you coming by, stopping by, getting those stone cold insights, analysis, locks, plays, picks, props, everything in between. We are going to continue to do the best we can to make the best content that we can and make it bigger and better every time you see us. Because that's what we're here for. We ain't here for ourselves. We're here for you. And again, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. As always, my friend. Or friends. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Friday, unless you have any other plans. A terrific T-E-R-R-I-F-I-C. I'm on a spelling roll today. Start to your Saturday in a winning one all the way through Sunday. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and notification bell so you can come on back around to Ben for episode number 128 on Monday, Monday Night Football. Huge action we got to discuss there, but for now... Just worry about today's plays and the weekend plays and get those locked in so you can meet us in the pay window and say right alongside of us on every single episode of the Talking the Line podcast because it's all we do. Let's cash some tickets. Let's have a weekend. Let's do it! Thank you.